All right, week seven, almost over. Sunday's over, Monday Night Football still. The weekly Sports Injury Central podcast here. David Chow here, Pro Football Doc, with Jacob, who's running the show for us, and uh, Taylor here. Um, all right, interesting week of games and not horrible for injuries, although, you know, always things to talk about here let's uh take it away here yeah luckily a light week but it's the nfl so there's always uh lingering topics uh just finished doing a deep dive on jalen hurt's knee so let's start there uh oh right into it sounds good yeah. uh, <laughs> i know uh taylor's uh philly people are chomping at the bit oh, there's all these conspiracy theories all this they stuff. need info now <laughs> yes <laughs> so just to lay out the scenario no no br- knee brace in the first half comes out second half of the knee brace Looked at his rushing numbers, pretty similar. Uh, five for nine yards in the first half and a touchdown. Six for 12 in the second half, but that was minus the kneel downs too. So a little bit better rushing yards in the second half, even with that brace. Uh, he said it happened in a different game, not the week seven game against the Dolphins. Look back at, I, I don't know, Doc. <laughs> it seems like he kind of has a little hitch in his gait in week six. Well, look, uh, look. It, there's a lot. We, we usually have answers for you. So. <laughs> yeah. No, I, no, 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 no. Here, here, here's the thing. In conclusion, what, I'm more confused. So what, what we do here at Sports Injury Central is not magic. And we can't create something out of nothing. If we don't see it, we can't talk about it. And we don't always see something. And when we don't see something, you can take something from that. So we can draw some conclusions. I'll give you a side example. Last week, I remember I saw on Twitter, so someone was giving us, or giving me, I guess, some crap. Hey, Doc, thanks so much for all you've done. I follow you for years. But you're not telling us about the high ankle sprain for Kyron Williams until Tuesday. It really puts me behind the eight ball as a fantasy manager. I'm like, buddy. We didn't see it. Like the touchdown was his right ankle. It turns out we had to wait till the all 22 to see the left high ankle sprain in a pile. If we don't see it, we're not trying to make it up and make it multiple choice in terms of what's going on. So for Jalen Hurts, we were surprised as anybody that it was a brace ended up on his knee. And we've been looking through all the video from that game last night. But then... Jalen Hurts says it wasn't that game. It was from before. So we looked the game before against the Jets and the game before that against the Rams. And by the way, there was a lot made on the internet for, oh, his knee almost buckled and, you know, this, that, the other, and that Rams game. That was the right knee, not the left knee. So here's the thing. Do we see some examples yesterday of Jalen Hurts perhaps not being Jalen Hurts. I know there's one play where he uh, escaped, rolled out to the left and rushed, and he ends up falling on his left knee in a PCL-type mechanism. This was without the brace on. Does he make his knee a little worse on that fall? Maybe, but he does pull up before that where he limps a little bit on that left side. So we do believe it's something that's been happening. And, of course, you'd say, well, why isn't he on the injury report? That's my next question, yep. (laughs) Well, makes well, my job easier if he is. <laughs> I could tell when it popped up well, or when it started bothering <laughs> more, but <laughs> I get it. Look, the Eagles are not going to get fined. I mean, why isn't he on the injury report? Because the Eagles didn't think he needed to be, and they didn't want it on right. there. Not missing practice time. Yeah. Do, do you not know Howie Roseman? Uh, that's not a shot. I mean, it's just how <laughs> the Eagles how work. Stuff, Come yes. on. <laughs> I mean, that's not a shot. I mean, he's a great GM. Uh, look, as I keep saying, 
you don't travel three team doctors, five athletic trainers and physical therapists and whatever for the three or four injuries that are in the injury report. Yeah. I mean, this is week seven. There's a lot of stuff on there, uh, et cetera, in terms of injuries. But I'm sure now that it's above the radar screen, the Eagles will follow the rules and say it didn't belong on there before, didn't meet the threshold, but now he's wearing a brace. We're going to put him on there and list him as FP or LP, whatever it is, and uh, if need be, a questionable designation, even though he's going to keep playing. But sometimes it's good news Look, we'd love to see a specific injury mechanism and say this is where it is. It wasn't in the Rams game. We've looked in the Jets, and he does right, pull up six. a little bit right. in week six versus the Jets, but we don't see a particular one injury mechanism. If you out there see it, uh, tweet at us or DM or something, six score or pro football doc, we'd be happy to look at it. But we don't try and make things up out of thin air. What we do know is we don't see a significant injury mechanism in the video, which I guess is good because if we did, it might be something worse. We know per his report, it bothered him before the game. And we know he put a knee brace on, which would seem to indicate ligamentous because that's what knee braces do. Or was it something that just made him more comfortable, give a little support? Is it possible that one sideline play that we identified where he fell on his left knee and a PCL-type mechanism aggravated things where it led him to put the brace on? Maybe. Is it, you know, without getting speculative, is it just general soreness? Is there a small meniscus tear? Is it mild PCL from a hit we didn't see that got aggravated? The bottom line is, I don't think he's 100%, but he's still moving well and playing well. So I guess it's good news for Eagles fans that we don't see a particular injury it's almost better news. Sometimes not seeing something is the good news portion of it. But I get how passionate Eagles fans are. They're <laughs> they need to know. <laughs> they need to know. Yep. I mean, which no, I, is all good. I got to give you credit too, Doc, because just because we, we're not making stuff up or we're not pulling stuff when we don't know stuff, but that doesn't mean we don't ask you to because <laughs> we're, we're just we just want the quick info. It's like Jalen hurts knee, Doc. What are we what are we telling people? And you're like, well, the corny trick thing depends think, on a lot of stuff. Just spit out stuff sometimes we get confused. Yeah, <laughs> it's not magic, right? <laughs> right. You know, and and uh, no, I'm not calling the Eagles athletic trainer or Eagles doctors for information. They wouldn't tell me anything HIPAA. So we have to go by publicly available information and stitch stitch it together. And right now, I take it as no news is relatively good news in terms of what's going on. So no, no risk of missed time. No, I mean, it doesn't seem like he's playing hurt like the numbers don't say he's playing hurt so he's playing hurts playing hurts <laughs> and if you have him in fantasy you're playing hurts so that's <laughs> you not taking him out uh let's move on to deshaun watson that's kind of the other interesting one from this weekend uh fell had the concussion check he actually said he went into the test tent first to check the shoulder and then was called in the second time with the red hat to undergo the concussion evaluation which he cleared uh kevin stefanski we'll get to his comments a little later but Ultimately, it was his decision to keep Watson out. Is uh, is your read on the situation correct, Doc? Well, he kind of said it, right? Yeah. And first of all, 
Deshaun said, as you said, the first check was for the shoulder. Now, we don't see a particular shoulder mechanism there, but certainly as you fall and you tighten up your body, that could be enough to strain the subscap. And you saw him on the yeah. sideline doing the subscap exercises. That's what he's hurt before. The second injury tent was the UNC saying, hey, we need to check you, whether it was a buzz down or looking at video. Because remember, the UNC and the team docs are looking at the game in live time. There's a spotter in the sky that perhaps rewinds and looks at video. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, you don't see the video instantaneously. Now we talked about it instantaneously that we thought it was more concussion than the shoulder, but his first check was shoulder, then concussion. That's fine for the process. He cleared that for sure. How do we know that? He was still on the sidelines. And how do we know that? Put the helmet can, in hand, all that stuff, yeah. If you have the helmet in hand, you cannot have a helmet or have the helmet on. Bottom line is you cannot be in the sidelines if you're in the concussion protocol. Right. You're, you're removed from the sideline. That's part of the protocol. You cannot be out there with your team if you're not cleared of the concussion protocol. And Stefanski said he would have put him back in or when asked if P.J. Walker got hurt, who would you play? He goes, I'd have to play Deshaun. Why? They only have two active quarterbacks. Right. So what is he saying? You can only go to your third emergency. I don't even know that the Browns had an emergency quarterback. Did they for that game? I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, don't know it's if it's optional, it, isn't it? It is optional. Um, I don't know if they had an emergency quarterback declared, but the emergency quarterback, which probably would be DTR, could not come in unless both of them were ruled out and not coming back. And in. there was no designation on Watson. That's why I kind of the beat writers are kind of confused. They said he cleared the concussion check, but it wasn't shoulder questionable. It was just. Nothing. Well, the reason why they were confused is it was coaching decision. Yeah, right. His shoulder is injured, not 100%, but it was the fact that it was coaching decision mixed in with the shoulder situation where he was one of five in an interception before he left. Look, here's where we try and be pretty transparent, right, wrongs, and I know you'll call me out later on good calls, bad calls, and whatever <laughs> – but all week I was saying, I don't think Deshaun Watson is the starting quarterback unless he FPs all week because of what happened in week four. Instead, he went essentially, what, DMP, LP, and then uh, was questionable and started. But he clearly had a pretty short leash. As soon as he was at, shown to be aggravated, he was done. Um, they're not sure about the shoulder yet. For and, the roster moves, DTR was inactive that game. They care, they have three on the roster, but they made him inactive. For They carried two into the game. Yeah. And he wasn't declared he the emergency. No, no. Okay. So there's where Stefanski was saying, hey, this is all we had. Yes, he was going back in the game if if he didn't play. Stefanski is already saying he's the starter next week. Yeah. Assuming the shoulder's okay. He's pretty straightforward if you go from a coach talk standpoint, right? He doesn't usually sometimes maybe a little, but he's usually pretty direct. I gotta <laughs> say this Deshaun Watson whole situation That's has what's been a little confusing, bit, yeah. yes, right? Yes. And when Deshaun Watson was talking earlier in the week, day to day, but this is a rotator cuff. It's four to six weeks. Week seven was four weeks. This is a week right. three issue. So, um, you know, I, I think everyone on the Browns would feel more comfortable if Deshaun could get in three FPs and then solidly be in there against the Seahawks. No as questions at all. Yeah. All this other stuff. Yeah. But uh, I don't think his shoulder's any worse from the fall or the hit or anything like that. Yeah, Watson said he wanted to continue playing, but understood Stefanski's decision to hold him out. That, that's what he said after the game. Him and both, both him and Stefanski talked. So 
I think as long as Miles Garrett's in the lineup, that's all Brands, Browns fans care about at this point. <laughs> no kidding. That was a wild game. He's <laughs> a game changer, yeah. Uh, Justin Fields already announced as doubtful this week. Ebert, Matt Ebert, uh, Flus just um, told reporters. I know that's not really news for us, Doc, but is why? Um, when are we expecting Justin Fields back? Well, I mean, I don't know if you're putting that on good calls or whatever this, that, the other, but is anyone believing the MRI showed nothing? I mean, come on. He dislocated his thumb. The MRI showed something. Nothing surgical. And we said this is a multi-week injury. So we'll, let's take it a week further. No, he's not playing this week. And it is not guaranteed he's playing in week nine either. I don't even know the opponents. But Chargers yeah, Monday at, night. At the Saints. And, and then week 10 is at um, or at home against Carolina. But it's a Thursday game. I mean, I think he's out one more week. And then he might have a chance. I mean, it's your thumb to be able to grip and spin a football. It's hard. And, and guess what? Uh, Bajan's performance. Um, Not bad. 20, <clears throat> 21 to 26, 162 yards and a touchdown. They got 173 rushing yards from their running back three and four on the roster because Khalil Herbert on IR, Roshan Johnson in concussion protocol, they said he's looking better for this week. I'm not suggesting that Tyson Bajan is the new starter, okay? But I am suggesting that he's done enough where they're not trying to rush a less than 100% Justin Fields back with his thumb. And not that they don't like Justin Fields anymore, but it's all relative. Remember back, I still remember this, I chuckle at the coach speak, when we broke the news on uh, Tyrod Taylor's punctured lung on this podcast, and the initial word from Anthony, Anthony Lynn, the then Chargers coach, is this is Tyrod Taylor's job. Justin Herbert's just renting it. We just had to start him. This is Tyrod Taylor's job. Justin Herbert did pretty well. And it's then it became, this is Tyrod Taylor's job, but we don't want to rush Tyrod Taylor. We <laughs> want him to give every chance to be fully healthy when he returns. And then it was, we're going to be extra safe. And then it was, yeah, by the way, it's not your job anymore. Now, I'm not saying that this is going to be the case. He was Lynn's guy, too, even all the way up in Buffalo, right? So Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and, and that's good. And it's not good, but I'm just saying things change. Look, if if Bajent was a disaster, they might say, Justin Fields at a thumb that's 70%, maybe we give it a shot, right? Because he was serviceable, it gives them a little more room to just say doubtful, to begin with and give him all the reps and uh yeah but it fits the medical uh, and it, it's it's not saying that they don't like justin fields it just gives him more room to say we're okay another week justin fields is not ready and to say that he's doubtful and doubtfuls really don't play right this reminds me of um 2020 remember gardner Minshew. he um he hurt his thumb fractured um thick ligaments everything and he happened uh at, during week five and then it came out a couple weeks later. And you're like, this happened a couple weeks before. He should be ready to go. But they were 1-15 in 15 that year, so they're starting to look for other quarterbacks. So they used the thumb injury as an excuse to look at other options. I know they're not looking at – they're using other stuff, but – Well, can, the, there's a lot of hiding behind health going on. Yeah. People know that, that Derek Carr was sat last year because of the injury guarantees because right. they were ready to part ways, right? Sure. So there's all sorts of things that go into this decision-making. But the bottom line is medically – Justin Fields at best can play in week nine. And even that is not guaranteed given the painful nature of your thumb. 
everyone's probably jammed their thumb at some point in time. I mean, it hurts to pick up a textbook. It hurts to open a, a doorknob. It hurts mode. to, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, to grip a football. I mean, it's asking a lot yeah. and throw and spin it. I mean, it's difficult. And this was a dislocation, not a jam. Thumb. Right. Uh, getting on the defensive side, I know we spent a lot of time talking about quarterbacks. Uh, Nick Bolton, they were announced um, going to have surgery for that dislocated wrist, and they're looking at two months for a recovery timeline. He uh, dislocated late in that uh, Chiefs Chiefs Chargers game on a tackle, came off holding the wrists. Any surprises there, Doc? Well, no surprises from the fact that there's no associated fracture. No surprises there that it uh, needs some sort of surgical procedure because you tear ligaments when you dislocate. It's going to be what's called a lunate dislocation. Uh, and believe it or not, the lunate ends up sitting in your palm. It's an interesting uh, situation. And uh, the return is variable. The good news is it fits what we're saying that he is not, his season will not be over. Um, look, yeah, it's late December, coming back early January, late December. Yeah, his season isn't over. And, and you know, the, the Chiefs, as long as they have him back for the playoffs, they're happy. And, and guess what? It's a risk so he can stay in good shape and the whole deal. Uh, if they were rushing it, they could try and put different pins in, you know, we've, We've talked about on this podcast before, so it's no longer HIPAA, but Sean Merriman, lights out, beast. We were playing the Jets. There was a goal line stand that he completed, and then he came out and just showed me his wrist. Like, <laughs> holy smokes. He, this, he mm. goes, when that happened, he goes, beginning of the series. <laughs> he stayed <laughs> in crazy. the whole time. He's <laughs> and. We and look it up. He did not miss any time. It was uh, we put in bigger, thicker pins for the ligament, threaded because the hand surgeon said, "Well, smooth pins don't move." I said, "All right, let's do threaded pins. Right. Let's do bigger." Informed consent. Sean obviously wanted to do it, so there right. are some tricks to try and force it back in a, in in a cast. And I'm not saying that all wrist dislocations are exactly the same whether the chiefs aren't doing the right thing but some of it also is as long as they have him back for the playoffs they're good right he's their top linebacker and they do have some depth at linebacker so like you said they i think this is not one that they can not just they can wait a little bit it's not yeah. season ending yes, correct, and yeah. it's less risky to deal with not the pins and the two months is a good conservative timeline um significant injury and he'll be effective when he comes back he'll be able to wrap up and tackle in his first game or not an to, issue yeah okay not an issue. They already played it without him a couple games. He had that high ankle that he, I think he missed three to four games. So they have, have some depth there, like you said, Taylor. Yeah. Hey there, listeners of the Sports Injury Central podcast. Ever felt the wear and tear of intense training? We get it. Recovery is crucial. That's why we're introducing you to Mushroom Life. Unlock the natural power of functional mushrooms with their range of tinctures, soft gels, and more, all designed to support your well-being and elevate your performance. And for those days when you just want to kick back and relax, check out their euphoric mushroom gummies. Perfect blend for that post-game relaxation. Very nice of them to send us a sample pack. I can't wait to dig in on my next off day. Now, here's a treat for all our loyal listeners. Use the code SIC and snag an incredible 50% off across the board. Dive into the world of mushrooms and elevate your wellness journey. And always remember, shroom responsibly. Head over to Mushroom Life now and discover the magic of mushrooms. Click link in the bio in the show notes, mushroomlife.com. That's mushroomlyfe.com. Uh, let's get some fantasy names. David Montgomery uh, out of a lot of fantasy owners' lineups this week with the ribs. Uh, we have a six score of 41, so leaning towards him not playing this week. Why is that, Doc? Rip cartilage takes longer than 
even broken ribs. He fell on the ball. It's rib cartilage usually can be multi-level. I think he's out one more week, and then it's the bye. Is it the next week for them? Week nine bye, yes, correct. Yes, so we'll see David Montgomery week 10. I'm confident of that. But week eight, I don't think so. Gotcha. Uh, Jerome Ford was another one in the uh, Browns running back room. High ankle, uh, left high ankle. They're already talking right high ankle. right ankle. Sorry, uh, they're already talking about him missing a couple weeks, so it's going to be down to Kareem Hunt and Pierre Strong. And oh, they have confirmed it now. During the game, we had no confirmation, and we were saying right high ankle that he wasn't coming back and is likely to miss at least week eight. So now they're mm-hmm. on to a couple weeks with the high ankle. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean. You know, Saquon Barkley missed three weeks. Eckler missed three weeks. Not that all high ankles are the same, but. It's actually a situation that's funny, though, because it's not funny, but, like, you have no Chubb and you have no Ford, but you, I feel like this is a situation that you're still not, like, terribly concerned. Like, you have Kareem Hunt, like, other situations, which is, you know. Which is why running backs aren't getting paid. Yes. <laughs> Fungible is what they're saying? Yes. <laughs> that's why they're not getting paid. If you're, you know, I mean, like Taylor, he's had he had that big contract. We've yet to, I know it's the ramp up, but I mean, I don't know if he's yet to show that kind of. I'm money, just saying know? that's why they don't want to pay him. I <laughs> yeah. mean, you know, I mean, they're like, well, we can get someone else for same or less money. Why don't we need to pay the big dollars for sure? Um, these are people off their couch per se, right? Kareem Hunt wasn't even on a team to start the year. Yeah, I don't so, know if he's on the couch, but yeah. <laughs> yes, so. yeah. He was doing a bunch of free, working out a little free bit. Agent yeah. visits and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and we do that take that into consideration. There's sort of a war assessment on our field views yes, and absolutely. six scores. Uh better the teams. backup, lesser yeah, lesser of the hit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh Christian Watson, still waiting on news from him. They didn't really say anything after the game with his knee, but he uh kind of got folded up. I think it was right knee late in that game. Uh Dem- the loss against Denver and then Limped off, kind of collapsed on the ground uh, as a made it to the finish line, made it to the sideline type deal. Doc's got a theory on his. his <laughs> no, but, his but, job. but here, here's here's yeah. the thing. Okay, there was a lot going on, and, yep. and yeah, he got folded up on that knee. I mean, could he have something going on? I don't see it as a major ligament. Anything was his knee sore? Sure, it was folded up. I don't think it's season ending. Could he have something small? Sure, but part of the drama there was he fell when he got to the sideline my collapse like, i yeah. don't think he fell or whatever i think he's basically i think what was happening is uh i don't want to cost my team a mandatory right. timeout let me just get off this freaking field yep. and run as best i can i made it to the sideline let me sit out <laughs> <laughs> or lay down and i'm off the field now don't didn't cost my team a timeout in, in the two minute drill etc there with the injury uh issue so Good on him, but I don't think it's a huge deal. I get it. He just, you know, he's missed a lot of this season. Uh, let's see what happens, but I'm not that concerned about Christian Watson right now. Now I get Minnesota next week, so division opponent, but just a little behind the scenes in the war room, we had one of our guys looking at that, watching that game specifically, and he said, Oh, he looks pretty good going off. I don't think it's too much of a concern. And then boom, he was out of the shot. <laughs> Which Christian leads Watson, me to the whole, so, like you said, like someone jarring, told him, Hey, yeah. you need to get off the field. He started, he started going I think just hustling off the <laughs> yeah. field, and he, it probably hurt. And he was tired. Ugh, I'm off the field. I don't want to go all the way to the bench. I'm just going to drop right down right here. No big deal. For you sure. know? It's fine. Uh, looking at a Thursday night, uh, Tampa Bay at Buffalo. Uh, Tampa Bay is pretty healthy on that side. Just beat a Bay, but he played uh, Shaq Barrett's recovering from the Achilles tear from last season. Um, Buffalo on the other side, their defense is pretty banged up. Daquan Jones out. Ed Oliver missed the game last week. Matt Milano obviously out. Trey Davis White also out. So 
kind of kind of came back to bite him against the Patriots. Made it's like the Patriots a Christmas look, tree of look a little <laughs> better. Yeah. 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 Well, big, oh, it on, wasn't sorry. surprising to us. I mean, it was one of our better calls that uh, you know defensively the Bills had a low six score and the wind cost us. It was the wind. We we would have had it sooner. <laughs> no, you know, on the over. But yep. what's a little surprising though is that uh, the Bills offense didn't get it going more right, right? and uh the uh patriots have their injuries on defense too right and uh but it still was the over and still one of the better calls it uh alert alert buffalo's defense is not the same right now without those four key starters they are not the same right now injuries at every level of the defense including top guys at every level of the defense so buffalo's defense is not the same everyone's looking at their offense how they're not clicking but their defense is not the same right now and oliver had the toe issue that's why he missed and this is a short turnaround you would assume that he also misses this week as well yeah i think it's going to be the same the same mm-hmm yeah, sick data is how you get all that info. Um, with our field views, you can see the hidden advantages is just two ninety nine a week. So that's how we saw our uh, Ramondre Stevenson over rushing receiving for a guy that that hasn't had a lot of success this year. But we saw him going against the lack of two defensive stoppers. And we did receiving too because, it, like you said, it wasn't just the D tackles is out; it's Milano's out. Milano covers each side of the ball really well, so he was able to do receiving as well. And I was fortunate because he got like a thirty yard catch at the end just to go over. So skin of our teeth, one. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean. You wanted to take Elliot too. I said, "Don't do that." Too many. <laughs> which would it? That's one of the first times I've listened to you. Which is, <laughs> sorry, week seven. You know, it didn't take too long. Yeah, four or five years. Yeah. Uh, looking ahead to some under other matchups. Uh, injury edge is how you can get our biggest advantages of the week. Not saying these two will be our biggest advantages, but kind of have the uh, most injury stuff going into it. Again, that's included with sick sick data. So. Two ninety nine a week, you get the field views and uh, injury edge delivered to your inbox. Uh, Jets at Giants. Jets coming off the bye. Daniel Jones wasn't clear for contact. He was still questionable. Got some practice time. Looked like they were they were hoping he could make it this week. But is it uh, what's different going into next week against the Jets? I think it was close this week. I think it's possible that he would play Thursday. We don't see that neck issue as severe or significant. The Giants pulled off a nice victory. I mean, uh, their offensive line is still a hot mess. Still not going to have Andrew Thomas. Lost more people. Justin Pugh off the couch. The same thing still apply. I mean, I don't think the total can be low enough there in that <laughs> game. Huh? Jets have a pretty good defense. Um, when would he need to be cleared for contact to be people to think that he's ready? Because it was. I remember hearing Saturday or Friday night that he wasn't yet. So I would assume he wasn't going to play Sunday. Is it like he can do it very quickly and then play Thursday, 91 yeah. minutes before yeah. the kickoff? Say, it could be very quickly before. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There's no rule. Right. I mean, you can be cleared whenever the team docs want to clear him. Mm-hmm. Literally 91 minutes before Thursday's contest. Yeah. Is there a reason he wouldn't be cleared for contact? Are they just being extra cautious with him? O-line concerns? Well, I, don't know. I, I mean... Some of these definitions are very funny. How much contact do you think the red jersey quarterback takes during the middle of the week anyways? <laughs> anyways yeah. I mean, True. come on. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just, you know, uh, just I don't think that designation is is that important when okay. it comes to a quarterback. What they're saying is let's just be extra cautious and not let him get hit in the neck area yet. But in practices, not you're not yeah. hitting a quarterback yeah. anyways. Right. It's just when when are they comfortable putting him back into a game? I, I think more likely than not, 
he plays Thursday, mm. even though it's a short week. They, they play Sunday. Sorry, just oh, looking, sorry, looking Sunday? Ahead to next oh, week. Yeah, my bad. Tampa Bay and Sunday. Buffalo is the, oh, the Tampa Thursday. Buffalo. So Sunday, yes, Daniel Jones is playing Sunday versus the Jets. In go. our opinion, we won't get in the Rogers stuff. We got plenty of season to get into that, but. <laughs> <laughs> Is he ahead of his progress? Can we just put that to bed? Uh, <laughs> Is the sp- speed bridge working? <laughs> look, go back and look at the tweets. The day it happened, as soon as Salah confirmed basically his Achilles, I put out a tweet saying it's not impossible that he returns this season. Just got to make the playoffs. They're three and three. Whoever leads them there, Zach Wilson, or whoever leads them there has to be injured because rotten up. So if they have a healthy quarterback that got them to the playoffs, that's who they're going to ride, as opposed to a just coming back, rusty, not 100% quarterback, even if it is Aaron Rodgers. So I got some hate for that. Now everyone's like, oh, yeah, it's fine. And I even remember saying, I'm Pat McAfee. Guaranteed he will come back next season. Now we're talking about this season, right? 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 (laughs) I mean, but but he's 40. I mean, he's going to be fine. And then I did say something. Watch the hysteria. When midseason, he's back on the sideline. Okay. He's back on the sideline a week earlier or two weeks earlier than I would have thought. Still the same concept. Still the same concept. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's still the biology of healing. He's not ready yet. Um, He didn't really use much of his Achilles. I was a little surprised he was allowed on the sidelines because what if disaster struck? You know, the wash comes and he gets hit or tries to move quickly to get out of the way. But not, it didn't happen. So, I don't know. Once again, Speed Bridge, over a decade-old technology, doesn't speed up biology, provides more of a stent early on, perhaps to allow him to do a little bit more, but that's not indicative of ultimate healing. And you cannot rely on the Speed Bridge to play NFL football. You still need biology. So, Kudos, Aaron Rodgers. I hear he's doing all sorts of different things. I think he's power doing, positive thinking, all that good stuff. Yeah, uh, but I also think he's working hard and he's doing uh, blood flow restriction stuff and other things to try and help with the biology. So kudos. Yeah, I, I said from the beginning, I don't think it's impossible. Uh, Cleveland at Seattle. We've already been through the Sean uh, Watson stuff, but the running back cluster is still going to exist for the, the Browns. Uh, Seattle has their slight O-line issues, but overall pretty healthy. Uh, expecting to see DK Metcalf back out there. With the hip more than the ribs, right? I do. I think uh, it's a one-week absence from from the hip pointer, and the ribs fine. Uh, I I do expect DK Metcalf to be out there. Uh, leads into our good call of the week: uh, Jackson Smith Najiba over thirty-five and a half yards. Uh, got that number early because expected uh, DK Metcalf to be ruled out. Finished with seven targets, four catches for sixty-three yards. So kind of a breakout for him. Uh, he's been playing through that that wrist injury. Remember, so. Slower start the year, but probably not not just talent based, but because of the the injury. Well, the the six score team and you guys are good looking at that and looking at that. That's my not my uh, ball of wax or whatever. Uh, uh, so good because of injuries and no the target extra targets is increasing health. That was a good one, reasonable one. But I don't know. I think we've had overall at six score a pretty good week. You know, uh, Lane Johnson was going to be okay even though he didn't finish. Trent Williams is not going to be so okay, even though he did finish. Right. Right. And, you know, Jerome Ford now with the high. I mean, in general, um, you know, 
what's actionable and what you guys find. I mean, look, we're just trying to analyze injuries and we'll see what happens. Yeah, unfortunately, the bad call is uh, Jameer Gibbs under 85 and a half rushing receiving. He had a breakout this, this week, 126 combined, 68 rushing, 58 receiving. So I have a beef on that, though, because um, <laughs> they were down 38-6. Large part of those receiving yards happened after they were down. He wasn't running the ball well, but no, I, I get it. This was It was a loss. I'm just trying to find a well, way What happened it. to the <laughs> other uh, runner? Um, he didn't really play Craig much. Reynolds. It Craig was Reynolds. Three, three carries for 16. They only rushed 14 times because of the score. But, yeah, he was 6.2 6. yards carry for Gibbs, so he did run the ball effectively. But they did start realizing they can run on the outside and not necessarily inside. But he had um, 58 yards receiving, which also played in there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyone who's paid attention since early weeks of football or early weeks of this podcast know the Ravens have uh, – been a continuing topic but they're they're getting healthier now they're not not as bad so it's kind of uh i know everyone's surprised by the lopsided scoreline but their their positive health delta has been increasing week by no, week no they started off these very injured and, and they didn't play horribly through it now they're getting healthier they were as so, low as 67 six score they're up to 86 now so like you said they're they're moving up in the right up direction. 20 points yeah. in the yeah. right direction yeah. we'd, we'd go more on delta than the, the overall score so right. that's pretty positive for the ravens let's talk bajan robinson a little bit uh, kind of an interesting fantasy debacle. I know you weren't <laughs> weren't uh, too concerned about it in the war room, but a lot of fantasy managers on Twitter all over the place are freaking out because he had one carry for three yards. So I'll set the scene a little bit. Arthur Smith at halftime, so no injury designation, not on the injury report, wasn't involved, didn't get a touch in the first half. Arthur Smith tells the sideline reporter, oh, Bijan's not feeling all that great. And then after the game, it comes out from Bijan himself said, Oh, I didn't feel great on the overnight flight. I was trying to take some medicine, get out there, but I had a headache. And I told Arthur Smith, he said, don't worry about it. We'll get you right for next week. Except that one carry makes a lot of the props <laughs> valid. With, with 30 seconds left in the game. I mean, it was oh, a tight gosh. game. They got they got good rushing production from uh, Cordell Patterson. It was Tyler in the fourth Algier. quarter with less than four minutes to go. That's, that's, <laughs> it's, it actually, it was in, within a minute. Yeah. Was, yes, yeah, that was hurtful. Well, bottom line is, look, uh, it happens. Yeah, I mean, look, Arthur Smith's taking care of his guy, get fantasy managers get upset. I mean, these players are human. They can get sick. I mean, I won't name any names, but uh, we had a guy once that uh, I won't even give any clues <laughs> to make it and whatever. Or give me clues, yeah. <laughs> um, played in the trenches. Mm-hmm. Good player for us. And um, he was sick. He had not to get up, whatever, but he had the runs and, you know, and he's like, no, we're wearing our all whites today. Yeah. You know, we try to <laughs> do everything we could to IVs and stop the runs. Like, yeah, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? So yeah, people do get sick. All sorts of things happen. I mean, um, Look, even uh, uh, I'm sure you're probably going to ask me next, Sean McVay and the pregnancy stuff. I don't think people realize everything that team doctors do. I'm no orthopedist, but was in charge of the staff of people. Yes, believe it or not, we had a panel of doctors that included an OB-GYN. Why? Because you got wives and girlfriends, and you don't want, you know, Sometimes players. Sometimes they travel with the team, right? What's that? Sometimes they travel to road games. <laughs> not the ob <laughs> but no, i'm saying wives and girlfriends yes yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> the primary care can take care of that but yeah. but what i'm saying is 
is that look they're a team dentists because if you have a dental problem you can't wait three or four days in pain that you go right into the dentist there's team everything and a team ob guy because there are players I mean, they got wives and girlfriends and a lot of them are delivering kids and right. so forth and so you wanted that access to be able to get them in and and if your wife or girlfriend is sick or has a you know a gynecologic problem of some sort you know the, imagine just to think of it this way hun you got to drive me to the doctor i'm in pain i mean no you mm-hmm. got you right. know <laughs> you got to figure out what's going on to help out these guys and make yep. their life easier but believe it or not we I, look i'm the only one that my wife delivered by emergency c-section the twins and she was still in the hospital when i left on a trip (laughs) but that's because the kids came early and they were twins it was past the point yeah Yeah. and the good news is she doesn't listen to this podcast or i'd be bringing up more (laughs) more deeds you know (laughs) about you left me while i was still in the hospital with the kids to go to a football game Uh, but anyways believe it or not the sean mcveigh thing let me tell you something this is what team doctors and the ob guys do Literally, you try and carry them close to term as reasonable. Mm-hmm. And usually you plan to induce before full term. That's how you get around this. So the only time that you get caught is they came much earlier than expected. Right. Once you get to a certain gestational period, it's safe to induce. And they literally will have planned inductions. And the most common induction time is Monday afternoon mm-hmm. after team meetings, and they give you time into Tuesday. So there's an inordinate amount of NFL players' kids that are born on Monday, okay? <laughs> That's just the way that it works behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they're doing that with Sean McVay and his wife and the baby. And so the chances of him ultimately missing a game are very small, the way that they're managing what's happening. Uh, speaking of McVeigh, uh, everybody's talking about that bad spot on the Kenny Pickett sneak that his knee slipped down. I mean, you could see it. They had to zoom like two different cameras <laughs> just to see the knee go down in the pile and the spot. And it was interesting. McVeigh was was kind of riding the refs. Oh, isn't this reviewable? Isn't this reviewable? Because he didn't have a timeout. But you told us something that uh, we well, weren't aware of about the two-minute warning in the war room. It's based on did the play occur before or after the two-minute warning. So if the snap of the ball comes at 2.01, but the play happens at 155 and the clock stops at 154, it's not reviewable. Literally at the two-minute warning, the referee goes to each head coach and says, here are the new rules inside two minutes. Here's the two-minute warning. There's an official – it's not at the two-minute mark. It's whenever the two-minute warning comes. That's when all the review rules change and whatever – I'm quite sure Sean McVay had to know that. He probably was okie-doking the referees because he was mad he didn't have mm-hmm. a, a review. But the ironic thing is this. If they were ruled short because it's a change of possession, it actually could be reviewed. Right. Because all, yeah. he was awarded the first down, there's no change of possession like Outside of two minutes, change of possession can warrant a review. 
So it's just a quirk in the rules, but maybe you need more. I don't know why they burned all the timeouts ahead of time, but yeah, he would have been short, right? Yeah, just an interesting, interesting like nitpick of the rule that because there's no uh, change of possession, it's it's not reviewable and they can't buzz down or anything outside of two minutes. Yeah, and then here's the thing that I think you know there's a lot made yesterday and this morning about the Eagles continuing to be successful on the tush push or brotherly shove or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, they have some skilled players. Yes, they do it well, but some of the secrets isn't just the push; it's that. You get low, we know that. But then Jalen Hurts continues to churn his legs. He's not a one-dive lunge. If you look at the pile, it gets stopped for the first second. And it's the one 1,000 stopped and the two 1,000 that the push comes because he continues to move his feet. So Kenny Pickett needs to stay on his feet and churn his feet, right? I mean, if you churn your feet, I mean, who wins the tug-of-war at the family picnic? The, the team person that's, moving their feet the, yeah. the team that's churning their feet the yeah. team that's digging down in the sand or lunging is going to lose yep. right and so jalen hurts and the eagles are well coached they move their feet still uh at the bottom of the pile and and the push and jalen hurts and i think that's where they're more successful than other teams uh etc i do find it funny that they got called for offsides because of jason kelsey's arm which is legal uh right. their center which is interesting it's just incredible that every third and one fourth and one it's like oh they got it like there's no no chance no chance at all for the other team that they kind of swung swung parts of the game last night against miami so chewed a lot of clock on that job drive right yes, I mean, it was yeah. a two or three pushes or on that yeah. one drive As i think we we've talked and, about and it. they're not afraid of even though jalen hurts has a knee injury I, I i didn't this didn't get a lot of traction but i found it interesting that you know, you guys showed me Patrick Mahomes is the backup punter. Yeah, he's proud of it. I get it, but wait a minute. He dislocated his right kneecap on a quarterback sneak, and the Chiefs won't run a quarterback sneak anymore because of it. But they'll exert his knee punting. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, it's just a punt. But no, the problem with the punt is you're in a – you contract your your quad and kneecap almost instantaneously i might imagine that's a little bit i don't know would i rather have my quarterback punt or do a sneak i might pick sneak than punt <laughs> yeah. i mean he didn't have to it's fine but i, I just thought it was interesting i assume he kicks right footed too so that's the back back throwing leg that's important I would assume he kicks right-footed, but who knows? I don't know. I've never seen him punt. (laughs) I mean, people who are right-handed are usually right-footed, right? I don't know. Well, since we're light for injuries, I got a a not-injury-based coach speak for you. This is uh, Sean Payton, head coach of the Denver Broncos, speaking to the media today. I said that was a good win for us over the Packers. Uh, Yet I'm driving home last night, heading to get sushi. I don't like sushi. And I'm finding myself circling around the parking lot. Why can't I be happy? Well, you're searching for that perfect win. I'm just that way. <laughs> There's a lot, a lot of thoughts going on. That's that a lot sentence. to unpack there. Is he all right? I mean, <laughs> what was that? I mean, I don't like sushi, but I'm going for sushi. Yeah, I, I want more context on that. I think a lot of people are saying, who doesn't like sushi? Well, I know one person. I but, don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how is that even germane to the conversation? <laughs> it makes no sense. I want to know yeah. what he was asked, too. Or was that just unprompted? He just came up to the mic and just started spelling stream of thought? <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, whatever. I found it interesting that the number of teams that were in contention for the tank for Caleb Williams Bowl that won. The Patriots, the Giants, um, the uh, – uh, uh, there's a bunch of yeah. Let me pull it up. I think at one point the Bears, the Bears, the, morning, the Bears, yeah, Bears, yeah. After the morning slot, one in five, one in four teams were four and zero. I think the Denver uh, Broncos, Broncos. Yes, yeah. the Cardinals were the only ones. That, yeah, they that couldn't pull it out. Didn't pull it off, right? All the and of course the Panthers were idle. So Giants were the other one. They were protecting yeah. Kyler Murray's, you know, because he's back at practice ish. Yeah, yeah. They're saying possible. Week eight, week nine ish range for Kyler Murray. Are we expecting what are we expecting when he's we see him back? Why would they put him out? What would be the reasonings to well the look the ideal I mean when you're trying to activate something, you have a twenty one day window right. where you either have to be activated or not come back. Okay. So you start to start to take a roster spot or not come back. So in a perfect world from a medical standpoint. If you activate them to the practice window and they're active that week, you probably waited too long because you could have gotten them some more ramp-up time. Now, if they're past 21 days, the team is not thrilled with you because now you're chewing up a roster spot. But even though nowadays for Kyler Murray, Murray, you chew up a roster spot and you have the practice squad call-ups, things are a little bit different. But in a perfect world, you don't want to – I mean, basically, as a medical staff person, you're probably saying, let's activate the guy when he's about 17 days away. <laughs> right. right. I mean, yeah. 14, two, two week mark, fine, 21 day, fine, you know, uh, kind of thing. So just under the wire so that you're not chewing up a roster spot. And when he's activated, he can play and the whole deal. So you're, you're, you're playing that estimation game so with this long-term injury we didn't expect kyler murray to play this week probably not next week and then we'll go from there i know you tweeted on it yesterday too in the morning so might have got lost in the shuffle but jalen ramsey they have his window open there uh mike mcdano said chance that he's back before week 10 uh why is why is his timeline so accelerated i th- thought they were just saying december well ian Rappaport came out with a report that his meniscus tear was not a bucket tear was not displaced it was an outer rim it was quote smaller it was not adrian peterson so maybe that has something to do with it look let me say it again i never said that jalen ramsey is washed and can't can't return i just said the normal timeline if you look at adrian peterson is longer than this and his task to return as a cornerback, having to react to injuries is potentially longer. Look, he's opened up his practice window. He's doing well. Kudos. The final step, of course, is to get into play and then be Jalen Ramsey. I still think that's a high bar. If he does it, he should be congratulated that he's beating timelines. I was never doubting him per se. And, um, Look, I don't know Jalen Ramsey. It seems to me that he's a guy who likes this chip-on-the-shoulder situation. I saw the uh, fan interaction on the sideline and something, you know, showing off his watch and going at a fan jawing, eh, you know, nothing bad. He didn't jump into the stands jawing. 
maybe that gives them the motivation. And if, if we help provide it, that's great. And and I'm the first to say kudos if he makes it back to all pro Jalen Ramsey form. There's a difference in coming back and a difference in being an all pro. And Jalen Ramsey is elite. Because he's elite, he has a higher chance to return. But the bar to return and be elite is still high. That's all we're saying. If anything, it's the ultimate compliment to Jalen Ramsey. The dude is elite. You're trying to get back an elite corner. You're not trying to get back a guy. Mm -hmm. Going back to, we talked about it in the war room a couple of weeks ago. JPP stayed in the league because he was elite, even though the fireworks injury to his hand. He went from a super elite player to a pretty good player, right. but he was still in the league. That Tampa Bay corner, who was a guy who injured his hand that same year with fireworks, was out of the league. There's a difference. All I'm saying is Jalen Ramsey's bar is super high, and meniscus repairs take time. And to return to higher form is difficult, especially at cornerback. And Peterson, our greatest ACL recovery guy, didn't really do it after his meniscus repair. Maybe Jalen Ramsey can do it now after his lesser meniscus repair. But I hope he returns to all pro form. And if he does, I'd be the first one to say unbelievable job. But it's just a very high bar. Uh, just uh, Adam Schefter just tweeted right now, the Miami Dolphins have been selected as the in-season hard knocks team. So maybe we'll get some extra footage on uh, Jalen Ramsey and his return. So that'd be exciting. One of the most uh, exciting teams in the league. So good to see. Oh, yeah. That's to be uh, interesting. In-season hard knocks. When does it start? It's a good question. I'll get that answer for you. Or yeah, Taylor, I look it up. Uh, we got Beast of the Week. Um, fortunately, seriously, serious injury for uh, Lions running back Mohamed Ibrahim, uh, more of a special team specialist, uh, kick returner, punt returner. But he had a dislocated hip, stayed uh, and had immediate surgery. Not Beast of the Week for that, but I think it was the losing the ball and still looking for it yeah. on the ground, trying to recover it. A dislocated hip is among the most severe injuries that you can have. Uh, remember Tua? I mean, how painful it was to be transferred onto the, you know, cart with the dislocated hip. And uh, if you look at the video, it's not the hit that dislocates Ibrahim's hip. It's as he goes to the ground on his back with his leg in a funny position, the wash comes and someone catches his leg in a bad, awkward position and twists it and twists it out of socket. And the spine board was not for his spine. It was just a hard surface to be able to lift him right. because his hip was clearly still dislocated <clears throat> when he was on the field and as he was carted off. Very, very painful. I've had it happen before and uh, and uh, in a couple different sports. I've had it happen on the field in rugby, at the X Games, and in the NFL. And I've been lucky enough to have a kind of a technique to try and reduce it on the field. It, it decreases the amount of damage, but it's very hard to reduce on the field. And so cart him off. I don't know if Abraham went to x-ray or they decided to just take him straight to the hospital. Either way, it sounds like they needed the hospital to either do surgery, i.e. put him asleep 
to reduce the hip or actually make an incision to reduce the hip. That's unclear yet. Bad injury, worry for avascular necrosis. Good to see that Tua was able to come back from it. Um, big deal injury, and he's absolutely the beast of the week because the fact that you could even keep your composure and give a thumbs up on the way out mm -hmm. is unbelievable. Much less, go look at the video here. Maybe Jake will mm -hmm. splice it in. He understandably lets go of the ball as his hip is out, and he has the presence of mind to reach for the potential fumble to me, that's a beast of the week that you're still trying to, your hip is out of socket among the most painful things that can ever happen. And you can look at the video. It's not tremendously obvious, but once you look at the position of his right foot compared to his body, you'll see it and uh, avert your eyes or don't look if you're not uh, into that sort of stuff or get uh, an, a queasy stomach. But he's still reaching for the football to try and make sure there's no fumble there. I mean, who would who can give the guy uh, grief if he actually fumbled on that play? I think he's down, but in any case, it's still presence of mind to reach for the ball. So for that, I think we have to make him beast of the week. His season is done for sure. Hopefully, fingers crossed, not career, although that is a career-threatening injury. So uh, best wishes to him. Do you remember uh, Zach Miller, the tight end? He caught a touchdown in the end zone, but during that injury, he dropped the ball, and they didn't give him the touchdown. because Dislocated yes, knee yes. in New Orleans, yes. right? That was arterial damage, everything. He never he, played again after that yeah, injury. And, yeah, and, you know, the Bears did right by him. They kept him on the run. I think he has a yeah. lot of hope that he was going to return. return. But, yeah. yeah, it was kind of cruel. that They didn't give him the touchdown catch. I always remember that. He didn't control it to the ground, <laughs> right. right? That's yeah, what the rule His knee was, was turned. It's just insane yeah. that someone could watch, like, three angles of that and see the agony on his face and go, nope, you didn't control it long enough. We're in the one job that we need to see 20 angles. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the other thing we didn't unpack here, usually we end with Beast of the Week, is yes. tell me more about Jamal Adams' fine this week after not fine last week. Mm -hmm. Was he really – he wasn't fine because, quote, he apologized, but also you can't find a guy with a concussion, right? And it's not like he pushed or hit the the red hat he gave him some grief like when he was told he was the guy that ruled him out this week he got fined fifty thousand. is it true for yelling at the red hat who was evaluating one of his teammates it was for a yelling and also making contact oh he did make contact yes yeah, yeah. that's what the fine said i, I said only saw the one clip said, on social media yeah. where he's like clapping and saying he's good he's good they said he made but, direct verbal remarks and made inappropriate physical contact with an unaffiliated the the neurotrauma mm -hmm. consultant so I don't know if that part was on video, but the, the clapping at him was on video. And it's his second time with a doctor, so I guess it's also... You know, he didn't get fined the first look, time. Yeah. But look, yeah. I, I'm not going back to the sideline. I don't want a player coming at me kind of thing. But, <laughs> I mean... It's football stuff happens, right? Sticks and stones? I mean, yeah. <laughs> words? I mean, it's what's that saying? I mean, I, mean, yeah. I mean, he's good, he's good, he's good. Okay, and what kind of contact? If he... Pushes him, fine him. For sure. Absolutely. Right. If he bumps him purposely, fine him. Absolutely. But just words, he's good, he's good. That's cheering on what's what's happening. He's being a nuisance, but not a 50 grand high I nuisance. Know. I don't yeah. know. I yeah. mean, well, I, maybe the bump was a big bump. I don't know. I yeah. mean, uh, I thought that was interesting. Look, you have to allow people to do their job. But would you – look. I'm not saying this against the doctor. I'm just saying 
would Jamal, you got to let doctors do their job. You got to let the chain gang do its job. You got to let the ball boys do their job. You got to let the referees do their job. Would he have gotten fined if he went up the referee? He's good. He's good. That's a catch. That's a touchdown or that's not a catch. Would he have been fined for that? I don't think so. I'm just <laughs> saying. Now, if he bumps yeah. the ref, absolutely. Yeah, that's an automatic. automatic and, the, yeah. and the whole thing. But, right. So maybe it's just we didn't see the bump. So we're, I don't know. Uh, you got to protect the doctors. You got to have. They shouldn't be in sanctity, fear of but, anything happening. Yeah. But just some words. And you got to grow thicker skin. If, if that's going to intimidate you, a player yelled at me and said, he's good and it's going to influence your decision. No, that's, that's, that's being soft in my opinion, but a bump is a different story. For sure. Uh, you can't make physical contact with anyone who's trying to do their job. That's, that's fair enough. Just want to mention as we wrap up too, we got a uh, NBA insights on the sick insights. You can head to the NBA page specifically for that, but season starting tomorrow. So we got uh Luka Doncic's calf, Draymond green ankle, Steven Adams already out for season with the uh, PCL surgery. So, a lot of dominoes falling. I know it's early. I know it's football is the focus, but Doncic was at practice today and, too. But yeah, and it's World Series stuff, right? Yeah. Yes. Coming, so uh, you've got some baseball stuff uh, going too. All right. Uh, thanks for watching. End of week seven, headed towards week eight. We'll be back next week again. Uh, thanks for watching, and great job, guys. As I was on the Disney cruise late week and coming in the war room hot on Sundays. Thanks.